Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. The Hammer and Nigel Show. I thought that was really good. Nope. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. All right, let's get into it. We've got Guy Relford here, the best 2A attorney in all of America, and we're giving you access for free. You don't even have to sign a retainer for his services right here. He's passing out his wisdom for free. Uh, Let's go to Tracy. Tracy, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show, Tracy. We've got Guy Relford here. Go ahead. Good to talk to you. Um, Appreciate everything you do. I'm a uh, 2A project member. Been to your gun class. Awesome. Highly recommended for anybody that's out there with a gun. Um, quick question. I got a buddy that uh, kind of got into some doing some seracuting, and uh, he's put quite a bit of money into um, equipment to do this. Was thinking about doing it as a business, and someone told him that he has to have a uh, some type of an FFL. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. If if, if you're gonna even as a, a gunsmith or a seracoder, you know, painter. Um, the, if you're going to take guns in and the customer isn't going to be there the whole time you're working on the gun, in other words, you're going to essentially take it into your possession, um, then you have to treat that like FFLs do in terms of sort of taking it into your quote-unquote inventory and having an acquisition and disposition log, which which FFLs are required to do. So, yeah, you know, in order to really have any kind of volume um, and a drop-off service where people can drop off guns, you work on them, they can come back and pick them up. Yeah, you need to have a federal firearms license. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Brian. He's waiting patiently. Brian, we got Guy Relford here. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, man. Hey, my, I've had a buddy that passed away, and the people that lived with him had a few guns, and they wanted to give them to me. Now, I don't know exactly the original purchaser of these guns, what should I do? Well, if, if, unless there's some indication that they're illegal guns, like they were stolen or they have uh, obliterated serial numbers uh, or something along those lines, or they're you know unregistered NFA items like uh, machine guns or short-barreled rifles, which I doubt if any of that applies. But if you don't have any indication there's anything illegal about these guns, there, there's there's no ritual. I mean, um, you can transfer a gun in Indiana like you do a toaster. Um, you, somebody can, can give those to you. You don't have to go, quote unquote, register them or anything because we don't have registration of ordinary firearms like your typical pistol, rifle, shotguns in, Indi- in Indiana or at the federal level. So um, if they want to gift you those guns, they can gift you those guns. And as long as they don't have any indication um, that you're a prohibited possessor like a felon or something like that there's nah. there's there's nothing that prevents them from from giving those guns to you no strings attached yeah one of them is a shockwave so it's a short barrel shotgun well yeah yeah see be careful with the shockwave because this new final rule on pistol braces and right. uh, if you pull this up google this pull it up and look at look at page 23 of this new final rule um, because on this page, they actually call into question whether uh, so-called pistol grip only 
non-shotgun firearms, which is what a shockwave has been classified as. It actually says because they're not really intended to be fired one-handed, they're not really non-NFA items. It, that's, that's one little reference to that, but I would be real nervous about my shockwave or TAC-14, another similar right, or shotgun, right. I should say, um, because... Uh, because of this va- really vague, poorly written reference, ELC um, and the uh, final rule on pistol braces. But but anyway, right. but 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 for right now, I've never heard. Uh, you know, they've not said anything official. They're going to go after people with shockwaves or similar. But um, I'd be a little concerned about it, given what they just said on Friday. Brian, thank right. you so much. Let's go to RJ. RJ, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. We've got Guy Relford here. Thank you very much. Uh, I was a, I'm a retired IPD. Uh, I was on for 40 years. And when I went on in the 60s, there was a statute that stated you could shoot a fleeing felon. So mm-hmm. if a guy comes in your house and he's running down the street, you know, he stole something out of your house, you could step out the door and, and shoot him as he's fleeing. I just want to know your opinion on that statute. Well, that that still exists. There's something called the fleeing felon rule that was actually first uh, considered by the Supreme Court of the United States as to whether that constituted excessive force. And then it's been codified in a lot of states, including in Indiana. And this is something where law enforcement can use deadly force in some circumstances where private citizen cannot. And for instance, our self-defense statute with reference to law enforcement only says that if if uh, a, a a dangerous criminal is fleeing, and the officer has a good faith belief that they are a danger, a threat to people in the area or to society generally, um, they can use deadly force. And it says after a warning, if practicable, which is interesting, um, but after a, a warning, uh, you know, if available, an officer can then use deadly force to stop a dangerous, dangerous being important, uh, who's fleeing. That's actually codified in the Indiana self-defense statute. And I want to emphasize that's for cops only. That does not apply to a private citizen. And we used to call that the open season on felon law. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know that our law enforcement would want to say that publicly, but I understand. RJ, thank well, you. Let's go to okay. Zach. Zach, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. We got Guy Relford here. Hey, uh, I was just wondering if there's an actual chance for Indiana to pass House Bill one 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 seven protecting yeah. Indiana gun rights. Yeah, and for anybody who doesn't know, this was just filed. Of course, we're in our uh, barely the second week uh, of our legislative session here in Indiana. But what this does, it essentially makes Indiana on a statewide basis what a lot of people would call a Second Amendment sanctuary. And it's saying that uh, if there are certain laws that are, quote unquote, unconstitutional that infringe on our Second Amendment rights, then we're simply not going to enforce those in Indiana. I just had somebody send me a link on that today. Um, it, it was introduced introduced by our new representative Sweets. Um, so I, I kind of like where her heart is. I want to go through it. Sometimes those can be purely symbolic. Um, but the, what I read in just the summary is that it would prevent uh, local law enforcement from cooperating with federal law enforcement on infringing unconstitutional gun laws in Indiana. Question always becomes, of course, you know, how exactly you determine what's constitutional and what's not when a court hasn't ruled on that issue. Um, but I love where her heart is on this. Uh, I like what the goal is. But the devil is always in the details, so I want to get through that. And, and I'll be talking about that more in a lot more detail on my show on Saturday. Zach, thank right. you. And for those who may have missed earlier in the show where Guy does his normal Monday segment, Monday Gun Day, he did discuss the Beach Grove toddler yeah. situation, as well as the uh, 
situation with the ATF and pistol braces, and we'll replay that coming up here uh, probably about 6.15. So if you missed that, stick around, and you'll get a full breakdown. Uh, let's go to Brian. Brian, we'll give you the last call here. Welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. The gun guy's here. Well, thanks for taking my call. question I have is my brother lives in Illinois, and with all the new laws that were passed in Illinois that goes into effect later this year, he was asking if he could buy a safe, put it in my house here in Indiana, and bring some of his guns here. And, and, and I'm sorry, and I missed, where does he live now? Illinois. Yeah, well, he can't transfer the guns to you, quote-unquote, because you can't do that to a resident of another state. Um and, and and this is probably belt and suspenders and people will roll their eyes at me because if you just load them up in the trunk of a car, um, that you know who's going to necessarily know that? And there are ways to legally transport guns across the country uh, in a vehicle. Um, the cleanest way to do it would be potentially to send them to an FFL here and then you go pick them up after a background check. Um, but if you can get them here legally, if you're not actually if he's not actually transferring them to you and, and he's just having you store them, uh, for him, um, there, there's I'm sure there's a way to do that legally and would probably be just fine. But some of that's going to come down to the logistics of uh, is it a transfer to you or is it just storage in Indiana? Um, you got to worry about Illinois law as well, um, and then federal law on transferring a gun to a, a resident of a different state. So there there are a few ins and outs there I, I'd want to look at before giving you a definitive answer. But I'll tell you there's there's definitely a way to do it legally with uh, jumping through a few hoops. Brian, thank you so much and thank you for your calls we'll do it again next time guy relford fills in for nige because you never know when nige is going to be gone let's be honest it's the hammer (laughs) and nigel show